Welcome to the Stinky Podcast. Coming with you today, Mr. Smellgood as always. Well, actually my name is Hugh Smellbad, but I'm still going strong. Haven't showered in six weeks. What are you at? Shower time? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What's that, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm past that now. I've kind of forgot. It's long gone. Yeah, water is for throwing onto fires. (laughs) That, what other purpose does it have? That's the only reason I've found water for. Anything I can think of. I mean, the other guy, somebody told me to drink it. I was like, my name's Hugh Spellbad, not Hugh Drinkwater. <laughs> when we're in a room together already, it's it gets weird. With the <laughs> <laughs> that the fuck right now? No. <laughs> uh, I think the moon landing so you wouldn't get murdered. That right there with the Illuminami. Strange noises. And that would be cocaine. I could be an alien. You ready, motherfuckers? Yes. yes. Mm, this pumpkin beer mixed with coffee and a touch of Crown Royal Black is delicious. It is delicious. This is my new like afternoon drink. Yeah. Morning, yeah. noon, and night, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, like a if it's a holiday yeah. in the winter time. Oh yeah. In the morning. <laughs> I know I have a long day. That's fair. This is the drink. See, so on Thanksgiving, typically that's like I think that's my favorite tradition so far as an adult who celebrates Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is I still keep like most of the traditions that I had as a kid. It's just now I get to do them from as soon as I wake up, I start drinking <laughs> and I just drink all night long until I have somebody drive me to go do Black Friday shopping. <laughs> and, I'm just, and then I'm drunk, Black Friday shopping. I'm great. It's great. And uh, yeah, I could see this totally. Add that Being to your like lineup. A Thanksgiving. That's, mm. mm-hmm, yeah, like at least starting the day with this for yep. sure. Oh, it's so good. Now the question is, do you have it hot or cold? Ooh, so as nice of an idea as having it hot sounds, I've messed around with enough liquors in oh, I started this saying it totally wrong. I've tried having hot liquor so many times that I just don't think it's for me. Oh. Uh, I mean, except for unless it's like something that is specifically coffee flavored that I can put in with hot coffee. Uh-huh. I just, I mean, I've tried uh, salted caramel, vodka, rum, and moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I don't know why <laughs> none of those worked. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking around at the panel and the judges all say tens, but I'm saying no, thank you. Uh, and then I've tried I've tried whiskey. Whiskey is good hot, but when it's in like like a lemon tea. Yeah. Like doing like a hot toddy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think that's the only thing I've ever So the answer had. is cold. Yeah. Cause even like with Kahlua in coffee, I still prefer that to be in like an iced coffee instead of a hot coffee. Yeah. What about you? Do you like hot beverages? I've never had a <laughs> hot alcoholic beverage. So I can't say that I have oh. or have not. Well, then, yeah, I'd say uh, drink this one cold. <laughs> <laughs> I think we agree on that. <laughs> Deal. Well, guys, thank you for listening to Scapegoats. This thank is you. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is part three of four on our Creepy Cryptids Halloween special. Whew. I feel like <laughs> I need to, like, I really want to get a soundboard eventually. And I feel like that would have been one of the times where, like, just after I said special, you would have heard lightning, yeah. and then you heard a, like a wolf or something. That's how I feel when I leave here. The past two weeks that we've done this, 
And I leave. That's how that's I felt. Fine. It is getting in my car. It's like, <laughs> oh god! And I'm looking around. <laughs> Except for last time I left here, it was fucking snowing. Yeah. So not only was I that. spooked, but. Uh, well, except for last week, I wasn't flying a plane, so there wasn't yeah, too much to be spooked fair. about. You were spooked, but since it's snowing, you also forgot how to drive like everybody else. But I was, <laughs> I was more angry that it was <laughs> snowing. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, That's last fair. last episode, I feel like, was still creepy and had still like creepy elements. But, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you flying around in planes all the time, starting wars, I really think you don't have too much to worry about. Not much to worry about. But, but whereas for episode today, I I'm gonna do my best to spook you. Ooh, that's what I like to hear. I'm excited, Regis. This is your eighth episode. This is my hosting, eighth? by the way. Really? So, congratulations. Thank you. It feels like my second. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> but like I, I still have no idea what I'm doing. I thought you're gonna be like, it's felt like it's my twentieth, and I'm like, well, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm excited. No, every time that I start, I go okay. I got to put knowledge. <laughs> I have to make sure it's knowledgeable. Yeah, you shoved that knowledge into my brain so hard. I'll do my best. <laughs> Let me put my knowledge in you. Well, let's test <laughs> it. Cuz I don't want to I don't want to uh I want to skip the bullshit. Oh, man. Or do I? Oh. <laughs> no, I do. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, that's okay. I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. Let me tell you something. We've got a lot to talk about. Tell you what? What I want to talk to you about, it's got a lot of substance. I like substance. That you have to know. I I prefer to abuse substance. In order... (laughs) (laughs) In order to... Touche. In order to touche. In order to touche. Do you know if you see the word touche spelt, it kind of looks like touchy? Yeah. (laughs) I prefer touchy. (laughs) Ah, touchy. Touchy. If someone says that in a show or a movie, ooh, touchy, touchy. Uh, It's touche. I was about to say, that sounds like something Joey from Friends would say. I don't know if that's right, but that sounds like a Joey moment. I think that's what it's from. Very possible. But I don't watch Friends. Oh, Mm. to tie this in, (gasps) we're going to talk about Friends. Ooh. Would you look at that? A.K.A. Quakers. <laughs> oh, exactly. Good old friends of ours. <laughs> eh, nothing better, better than a Quaker. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever done research, but you should. I don't want to take away from what you're about to get into, especially since you're going to take away from the bullshit. Mm-hmm. But definitely look into Quakers and how they started cereal. No bueno? It, it pretty much just started because they wanted a diet that would help you stop masturbating. Oh, we we brought this up Good in times, uh, didn't we? In the witch witches. Ah, yes. Okay. See, yes. I just anytime anybody tells me about Quakers, I'm like, oh, fucking. Let me tell you how I learned about cereal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just have no filter. Okay. Yeah. When they when they made um, like oatmeal's and cereals and yeah. all that kind of stuff, like, oh, it was produced mainly to stop people from touching themselves. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Good times. Good. But this times. isn't so much about Quakers. The the wheat makers and cereal people and oatmeals. This is more <laughs> okay. about Quakers of uh, the Society of Friends. Nice. What we're talking about is the European settlement of Nova Caesarea, beginning in the 1620s. Totally. Settlers I'm came sh- predominantly from England. They were mostly the Society of Friends, a.k.a. Quakers. Nice. So like a religious group. So they're, 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 they were legitimately called the Society of Friends? They were called the so- the Society of Friends. Dude, I thought you were joking when you were like, oh, Friends is a perfect... And then you started talking about Quakers. I was like, oh, ha, ha. But no, really. <laughs> no, that was... I, I don't know why they call themselves Society of Friends, but they're London. 
uh, religious group. Because they were the best friends that anyone could ever have. I think they so. Were They're a tight knit group. They were. They came over to large tracts of land in the area, as they found the land full of people nestled between Manhattan and Philadelphia. The first royal That's governor. What they had named their wives' boobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The first royal governor of New Jersey, Edward Hyde, Lord Canbury, mm. lived from ni- 1661, died 1723, is remembered as one of the most hated governors of colonial America. That's the only way I remember him. He also is accused of being a crossdresser. <laughs> well, I mean. That was the not-so-hated part. <laughs> I mean, that's what he kind of, <laughs> like, some people are like, oh, he was an evil tyrant, but some people say he was also a hero. He was really <laughs> There was a portrait that's believed to be of Canberry, Corn, Cornbury, that hangs in the New York uh, Historical Society. Cool. Shows him dressed as his aunt, Queen Anne. Hmm. Fun fact. I mean, to be fair, though, like, especially back in these times, I don't want to say women copy men all the time, like, oh, you want rights, too? Jeez. Uh, but, like, men started wearing makeup first, and men used to wear dresses and bloomers and mm-hmm. very high-knit collars. And then women just had to keep copying us, and now that's all women's stuff. Oh, so oh, the thing <laughs> is, like you can call it peacocking. Yeah, like the fancier the makeup and frou-frous. Right, and I mean they wore wigs anyways back then too. So yeah, who wasn't a crossdresser? <laughs> just kidding. He probably was totally a crossdresser. Well, <laughs> however, after more like reconsideration and like learning about this guy, there seems to be only slander concerning Cornbury's crossdressing. Okay. Regardless of whether Cornbury was an economic crook or a crossdresser, his connection to the Jersey Devil story mm. is indirect, but important. Oh, yeah. I knew, so oh, I, I knew where you were going there. We're talking all about New Jersey. I felt my balls start tingling soon as you started talking. You already so. knew, you knew, you knew that what I, I was doing. I was about doing. 90% sure. And I gave it away when I talked about it last week, saying... If I would have had this ready for the last week, it would have came Imagine in perfectly per- after Wendigo. Yeah, and that's when I was like, hmm, I'm going to guess, is it the Jersey Devil? And you're like, well, I'm not going to tell you. And I was like, <laughs> it's the Jersey <laughs> Devil. Yeah. Very good. When Lord Cornbury received, I want to call him Cornbury every time, but it's Cornbury. Cornhole? Cornbury. It's Cornbury, but I'm going to say berry from now on because Cornbury like is more delicious. I hate corn. I like corn tortillas, I like corn oh. chips, I like corn bread, but I hate corn. You don't like corn on the cob? No. Uh, sweet corn. Okay. It's not it's gross. But corn berries sound delicious. What about high fructose corn syrup? And not a fan. Ah, oh, me neither. But damn, is it delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Cornberry received his orders to take charge of New Jersey in 1702. The document included a list of his counselors, one of whom was Daniel Leeds. Hmm. Born in 1651. Leeds is a city in New Jersey. I wonder if it was named after. Through 1720. Born in Leeds, England. Whoa. Daniel Leeds arrived in Burlington in 1677, a devout Quaker. He claimed to have have had ecstatic visions as a young man. His first wife died while in England, so he married a second time, 1681. This wife, Anne Stacy, gave birth to a daughter. Though Sorry. neither survived the oh. birth. Murdered. He then married Dorothy Young, who also died. <laughs> Murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Though not before producing eight children Whew. by 1699. There you go. He married a final time, 
to Jane Abbott's Smout. Ooh, yeah. I know that one. Okay. In 1682, Daniel Leeds joined the local assembly with Mr. Cornbury. He also held the title of Surveyor General. So he was the seer of the land. I'm really good at surveying things in general. That was him. (laughs) You and Daniel have a lot in common. Yeah. In the 1690s, he surveyed and acquired land in the Great Egg Harbor near the Atlantic coast. So we're talking southern New Jersey, swampy lands kind of area, you know, near the Atlantic coast. It funneled into the Atlantic uh, he handed this property down to his sons as a family seat and became to be known as Leeds Point. Cool. It's like a point of land Boom. near the river. This big old area. Nice little Very swampy, swampy. Yep. The location most associated with the Jersey Devil legend. Motherfucker. Before we can get so much into the Jersey Devil, we need to talk about Daniel Leeds. Yeah. Let's do it. Because he started with almanacs. 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 Uh I believe it's term almanacs. Almanacs. Yeah. But you were close, though. Close <laughs> relative to the almond. Yes. And the... Uh, it's like a mixture of an al- almond and a macaroon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Almanac. And there you go. He, yes, he made tasty treats. <laughs> Wait, Out of mixed about? nuts. Out of mixed nuts. <laughs> well, he began publishing the mixed nuts okay. in 1687. It was printed by the Englishman William Bradford. That's not important. Mm-hmm. One of the colonial America's first printers. Not important. But it was historical. But I mean, it's historical fact. <laughs> That's fair. So Leeds's astro- astrological data did not please all of his readers. Readers. That's where he focused a lot of his information. Yeah. Several members of the Quaker meeting complained that Leeds had used, his, used inappropriate language and astrological symbols and names that were, were a little too pagan. Oh yeah, that and that's a big deal too. Yeah, they didn't like, like him. They didn't like the angels. They didn't like the stars. They didn't. They thought that was a, like a bad area. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're sounding a little too Greco-Roman for me, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> the notion of predicting the movements of the heavens did not sit well with the Quaker theology. He went to the next meeting and publicly apologized. To a surprise, an order was sent out to collect all the copies of the almanac not in circulation and destroy them. Probably burn them. Yeah. Daniel Leeds determined privately to break with the friends and continue his almanac. Hmm. And I love, I love how he always says to break with the friends. That's fair. So every time I read this, that's where my head goes. You're like break. So Daniel Leeds determined privately to break with the fuckers <laughs> and continue his almanac. There you go. Filled with the need to get his ideas out and a growing resentment of his fellow Quakers, Leeds put together a book called The Temple of Wisdom in 1688. Sounds pretty paganistic. Yes. Leeds paraphrased and outright copied large sections of other offers to cobble together a personal cosmology. Okay. I'm following you. Okay. He included sections on angels, natural magic, astrology, and the behavior of devils. Clearly did not sit well. The source he drew upon most was the work of the German mystic Jacob Bohme. Bohme? I think I think it's just Bohm. Bohm. Okay. But I'm not a hundred percent. He's a. I don't. I read a little bit about Jacob in and his first book Aurora in 1612. I mean, obviously, him using that as a source yeah. for his information was considered unorthodox. Yeah, just starting with that. I put aside everything else about. The, the temple, everything he's brought up about his quote-unquote wisdom, 
just the fact that he's using this guy as a reference is enough to get him burned at the stake. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very devil-like readings, mm-hmm. studies, yeah. words. Nefarious. Yes. It, Wicked. It, it creeped me out a little bit. I didn't read a whole lot. I read like a summary, and I was like, I'm not going to read much more right now. Yeah, you're like, okay. I'm it was sure late, that, too. I'm pretty sure if I finish reading this, I'll be drinking somebody's blood by the end, <laughs> so you never really know. Might as well not chance it. Uh, Bohm's writings focused upon the nature of sin and redemption. Yeah, it did. Leeds saw Bohm as a kindred spirit. A self-taught man who, like himself, had experienced ecstatic visions, been called before religious authorities for his work, and rebelled against the establishments. Yeah, well, every generation needs a false prophet, am I right? Defending his astro- astrological writings using Bohm's words, Leeds said, and I quote, Everyone that will speak or teach of divine mysteries, that we have the Spirit of God. So that's information. Hmm. So the combined published work of Daniel Liege shows him to be a Christian occultist. Yeah. He was no dark magician, though. He used astrology to gain deeper insight into the workings of God and the meaning of Christianity, which I feel is kind of common. Like, everyone sees these stars and they want to make sense of everything. Yeah. So that's just his way of trying to make sense of the world and everything that doesn't make sense. Well, and, and at the same time, like, even just the idea of Christianity was a big problem for these Protestants and Quakers and I don't, I don't think Baptists was around yet. Um, so even just Christianism was or Christianity, sorry, Christianism. I don't think that's the correct term. We uh, can use it. But I mean like that that's a huge religion now. So anything to do with Christianity, it's easier to look back and go, oh, he's just talking about Christianity and looking at stars and shit. But I mean, to this area was a crazy yeah. topic. He's uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even say specifically he's doing anything evil. He's just choosing the wrong time to research this information. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, the Quaker Philadelphia meeting immediately suppressed the Leeds book the minute yeah. it came out. Now, now at odds with the friends or the fuckers, Leeds produced the first in a line of outright anti-Quaker zones Damn. in his area. Leeds argued that Quaker theology denied the divinity of Christ, and he accused Quakers of being anti-monarchists. So he left the True. Quakers in part because he said they formally exclaimed against the government of England. Hey. That's what he believes in? Boom. I mean, if that's what he believes in, like, to each their own, but, like, are we going to burn him yet? <laughs> when do we start the burning? We love That's what they were trying us. to do. We burned all of his books. Can we burn him yet? All the children were already burned, so he was next. I don't know about that. I just said that out loud. It's that's okay. not a fact. That's an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes that worse, to be honest. <laughs> opinion, not the word you should have used there. But, <laughs> I mean, if I was one of those Quaker assholes, I would have burnt my kids ages ago. Immediately. But <laughs> oh, that was, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, Lord. Now, Leeds was heavily invested in local politics, leaning toward royal authority. So he really liked the the king guy uh for Corn- sure. cornberry yeah in one instance Leeds advised lord cornberry to not swear in several members appointed to the assembly by local election the rest of the assembly complained to corn cornberry about these groundless accusations mm-hmm. but it did no good the quakers saw the an anglican angelican Angelican. Anglican. Anglican. That's yeah. a religion, right? Uh, That's what I understood from everything. Well, uh, well, so there's 
Well, then maybe I'll have to look at it because Anglo, like that's like a, well, Saxon. That's like a similar, like a not a type of race, but I don't know. But uh, like Angelican, like Angel, Angel. I don't know. Sure. Who cares? Yep. The governor Cornberry. Yeah. Hey, don't trust those. They saw the governor Cornberry as a local tyrant representing the larger empire who sought to keep them under control and who opposed their religion. Okay. When Daniel Leeds is one of their own, sided with Cornberry, the Quakers, the Quakers, the, <laughs> the, the Quakers, Quakers saw him as a traitor. Obviously. Leeds also backed other anti-Quakers such as George Keith. Okay. Uh, an early member of the Society of Friends who knew founder George Fox and William Penn and who turned on their fuckers and began preaching that the Quakers had strayed too far from proper Christianity. Keith was disowned by the London fuckers and eventually converted to Anglicanism, as did Daniel Leeds. Hmm. So we have a good idea of what's going on here. You've got a whole settlement that came in of Quakers into this southern Jersey area called yeah. the Caesarian whatever Colo Nova something for sure um, <laughs> Casanova the person that was designed to lead this area and nobody liked yeah except for these seers of he things he keeps dressing like a lady I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry exactly There's nothing we can do and you've got some heavy influencers that are following this fucker mm-hmm. but the rest of the town are fuckers and we've yeah. got it's a little. We've got a whole bunch of fuckers separating slowly, and it's all about to get fucked. All about to get fucked. So we've got a bunch of uh, now. Th- seeing we've we've got these two fuckers yeah. groups. <laughs> the what I love and appreciate about this next little bit is about it's not about. There's no violence. Okay. It's all about words. The <laughs> words used. It's the so, gentleman we had to do it back then. So the first thing we see is a series of Leeds' anti-Quaker pamphlets, or like books or, you know, mm-hmm. handouts. So we have one, which was the innocent vindicated from the falsehoods and slanders of certain certificates. He wrote that in 1695. That's a great title. Then we had George Fox, also part of the, his group, the founder of the Quakerism, responded to Leeds' accusations with, the case put and decided. I mean, it it doesn't make sense, but I will just say that like that's at least a much shorter title. So yeah, <laughs> really quick and easy. It's like no, this is the, this is the word. Case and it's put, decided. decided, done. <laughs> In which he argued that Quakerism stood unjustly accused of any theological wrongdoing. Leeds was also accused by the Burlington meeting of being evil. Another defense of Quakerism appeared as Satan's harbinger encountered being something by way of answer to Daniel Leeds. Hmm. With this pamphlet, Leeds was publicly accused of working for the devil. Okay. So he so Leeds is the harbinger of the devil, is what they're trying to say. Yes. Okay. I mean, who isn't? <laughs> We've all got we all have our times. Bounce around. It really depends on the Thursday. I mean and on which kid you're, you're ready to wrong. burn. So, I mean, <laughs> which kid <laughs> Which kid are you ready to set on fire? I come across those. Happens. When we went to Lagoon. <laughs> that's Utah's, about lighting kids on fire? That's Utah's, <laughs> Utah's Disneyland. We took Todd's oldest with us for my daughter's birthday. Um, uh, one of buddies of mine came with, and he asked me. He's like, 
So is it customary to smack another another person's child? <laughs> I said yes, but only on one circumstance. He's like, and then we were pointing out which kids and I, yeah, and <laughs> I was like, no, I wouldn't. We w- never. This one's too sweet. Yeah. And then he's like, what about no, never. <laughs> she would never even get there. Yeah. And then we've. He's like, what about this one? And it's the same one that would run off. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. I was like, this one, though. <laughs> this is the one, after so many times of not following instructions and getting herself in danger, Yeah, you'd set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I really said smack, but yeah, in this case, exactly. you would in burn them. Exactly. Listen... <laughs> She wasn't following instructions. Uh, I mean, there's nothing I could do. I set the ground rules very properly. Or, I mean, like, even, like, when your kids, when I was watching your kids when you went to Vegas. I'm sure Riley almost yeah. got set on fire well, a couple and they times. And they were great, but, like, I did tell you, I did threaten to murder them. <laughs> and that put them in their place. <laughs> I can see Braylon getting close to there, but then immediately being talked to once. Yeah. She would come right back down. Boom. Back to level zero. Well, I'm sure most people, if they had a kid in their home that they were threatening murder on, it'd be like, oh, you almost broke my grandmother's urn. I'm going to murder you. Don't touch that. Or you crashed my car. I'm going to murder you. And I was like, you touched my movies. You pushed them all back in the shelf. Please leave them alone or I will murder you. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm a pretty rational person, I like to think. (laughs) (laughs) This is rational. Okay. Uh, Daniel Leeds continued to publish his almanac and argument with the Quakers until 1716. Let me back up to that last one that was pu- published, which is one that the the Quaker people, yeah, that was published in 1700. So we had the first one, 1695, then a response in 1699, then the other response back in 1700. Seven, okay, so three years in a row, boom, boom, boom. Yep. He's got responses. So like... Mm-hmm. So he wrote one, and then he just, they're almost like a part of a collection? Or kind people are like writing, they're like almost like in response. response. Yeah, like he's, okay. Yeah. Like they're, so Leeds would accuse the Quakers of certain things mm-hmm. and, you know, wrongdoings or wrong preachings and falsehood of information. Yeah. And then they'd respond back with, uh, well, their no, own Daniel pamphlet. Leeds is just <laughs> crazy devil man. Gotcha. So, 1716, Daniel Leeds continued to publish his almanac and argument with the Cakers. That, so 1716 is when he retired and turned the business over to his son, Titan. That's dope name. Love the name, right? In 1728... Well, I mean, and he's even... So, like, I made a joke about Greco-Roman stuff, but he's even naming his kids. I mean, like, oh, okay. He had kids before he moved to the States. Uh-huh. So, if, I mean, if he's... Pre-naming his kids after Greek mythology names. Should have just left him there. (laughs) What's your child's name, Titan? He's a pagan. Leave him here. They'll just burn him later. (laughs) I don't know how he snuck through. (laughs) So in 1728, Titan redesigned the header of their books to include the Leeds family crest, which contained three figures on a shield. Uh Uh-oh. Dragon-like. With a fearsome face. Of course. Clawed feet and bat-like wings. Damn straight. The figures, known as wyverns, are suspiciously reminiscent of the later description of the Jersey Devil. Mm. Titan then found himself in one of the most notorious almanac feuds of them all. 
Do you know about this one? Um, probably not. Um, I don't know much about Titan himself. Okay. The up-and-coming Philadelphia printer and soon-to-be founding father, Benjamin Franklin, entered the almanac game. Almanac game. How the fuck do you say that? An almanac? Is it an almanac? Yeah, it's just, al- it's just almanac. It's not almanac? I, th- I think it's a tomato-tomato situation. Is it? Almanac, almanac. It's all the it. same? Yeah. Okay. So Benjamin Franklin entered the game in 1732 with Poor Richard's Almanac. Hmm. As competitors in a profitable market, the upset Franklin decided to go after his established rival to boost sales. He saw the opportunity. All right. He's like, I yeah. know who I'm going to pick on. And that's when capitalism in America was born. <laughs> <laughs> in the 1733 edition of the Poor Richard's Almanac, Franklin used astrological to predict that Titan Leeds would die on October 17th of oh. that year. Damn. That's in four days. Whoa. Whoa. Franklin approached this feud in a humorous vein. Of course. He wasn't very serious about it. Yeah, nice try. While Leeds took it so serious. Of course, he predicted that the homeboy was going to die. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Excuse you? Uh, is that a threat or a chance to try and gain money? <laughs> so Either way, I'm not impressed. He retaliated in the Leeds Almanac by saying that Franklin has manifest himself a fool and a liar for his antics. Franklin replied with a mock outrage and hurt, saying Leeds was too well-bred to use any man so indecently and so scurrilously. (laughs) Yep. I'm too (laughs) drunk for this now. That's okay. I mean, we're only like 29 minutes in, if that makes you feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Hang on tight. Boy, howdy. (laughs) Therefore, the person saying these things must not be Titan Leeds, but a creature from the spirit world. (gasps) Ooh, changing. A.K.A. this person's an... Titan's too dumb to say these fine words. He he's either got a be. ghost rider or he's a demon living inside of his body. So he went on to say that he had received much abuse from the ghost of Titan Leeds. Even after Titan Leeds finally died in 1738, Franklin responded to his own creation that honest Titan deceased was raised from the dead and made to abuse his old friend, Franklin. Largely out of fun, ben- Benjamin Franklin had publicly cast his rival almanac publisher as a ghost, but back from the great beyond to haunt his enemies. Hmm. So, Rage, I just want to let you know, if you ever, like, betray me, this is totally how our fight's going to go. <laughs> it's not going to be like us being like, eh, mer, 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 fighting, and then we don't talk for years. It's going to be like, my friend died, and now this demon ghost has possessed his body, and he is taking it out on me. And... I'm going to write a strongly worded pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's how it ends, though. <laughs> like, of all the things, I'm going to write it all down in a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. That's the best part of it all. Uh, I'm down. Because it's not too crazy. Like I said, I love that it's not It's not violent. Yeah. It's they grab their <laughs> quiver or whatever the fuck they wrote. Yeah. And they write it down with ink. That's That's, I mean, that's. That's what they did back then, ma'am. So it's interesting it's the to know. equivalent know. of people getting mad on Twitter, I think, now. <laughs> <laughs> taken to Twitter. I'm taken to my quiver. <laughs> Shit, that was good. It's interesting to note that the traditionally believed period of the birth of Jersey Devil 
that was the mid 1730s coincides with the death of Titan Leeds. Hmm. So keep that date in mind of when Titan Leeds actually died in 1738. Because what we're also going to talk about is how that almost lines up with the next legend that is told. Okay. Which is in 1735. Which is the year that Titan was foreseen to be died, to actually have died. I'm not sure. I don't know if we talked about... I don't know. it, It never really mentioned... It said the date that when he was going to die, October 17th, but it never said anything about the year. year. Okay. But in 1738, he actually died. Yeah. But in 1735 is when this next legend of the the Jersey Devil ever started. Nice. So we have this idea of Benjamin Franklin that had the said the Titan was, Was, yeah, turned into some thing, Devil Man, and that was haunting Benjamin Franklin. He's not a very good friend anymore. I mean, like, what type of friend doesn't invite another good friend to, like, a house dinner party where it's like, I mean, it's really petty, but, you know, you just (laughs) like, I'm going to write a strongly worded pamphlet, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) So now we have another Pines resident known as Mother Leeds. Okay. This is where this is where I'm starting to come into where I know I, I I'm starting to recognize everything here. Some a little bit. We're we're changing different things. This is not connected to Daniel Leeds or Titan Leeds. Correct. This is something something totally separate. I said something and then something. Something to totally different, man. Now Mother Got Leeds. Mike Tyson in the room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> welcome, Mike Tyson. He's gonna hit him so hard. The Jersey Devil's so crazy, man. So Mother Leeds found herself pregnant for the 13th time. Damn. Yep. She's a trooper. Mother Leeds was not living a wealthy lifestyle by any means. Her husband was a drunkard who made few efforts to provide for his wife and the 12 children. Cool. Reaching the point of absolute exasperation upon learning of her 13th child. (laughs) Yeah, I bet she's like, fuck. Exactly. (laughs) She raised her hands to the heavens and proclaimed, let this one be a devil. Yeah. Sounds about right. Now, Mother Leeds went into labor a few months later on a stormy night. I got a burp, so you're going to have to pause this one. Nope. Ooh, that sounded like a devil. It wasn't even, like, super loud, and it was just, it came from a deep place, you could tell. Mm-hmm. There was echoes on echoes on echoes. <laughs> Her children and husband huddled together in one room of their Leeds Point home. Can I just pause real quick? Of course. I just have to say something I found super hilarious. And I yeah. can't even believe it happened. What? But I just poured all of your beer into my cup. <laughs> 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 but here, you have Treja. <laughs> I just threw it away and I was like, whoa, it's back. <laughs> the fuck just happened? I swear. Okay, oh, it's still there. No, oh, I just finished that. Oh, it's a little too creepy in here. <laughs> I just stole his beer is the problem. <laughs> That's funny. So I guess I need to start drinking it, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hurry up. Yeah. Right, hold on. I'm all right. <laughs> I can't even read already. Dude, it's, dude, it's so good, man. I hope I'm making some sense. Oh, for sure. So we talked about her children and her husband. They were huddled in one room of their Leeds Point home while the local midwives gathered to deliver the baby in another one. By all accounts, the birth went routinely, and the 13th lead child was a seemingly normal baby boy. Okay. Within minutes, however. 
Mother Leeds' unholy wish of months before began to come to fruition. Yeah. The baby started to change and metamorphed right before her very eyes. Yeah, it did. Within moments, it transformed from a beautiful newborn baby into a hideous creature unlike anything the world had ever seen. (laughs) The wailing infant began growing at an incredible rate. It sprouted horns from the top of its head, and talon-like claws tore through the tip of its fingers. Leathery bat-like wings unfurled from its back, and hair and feathers sprouted all over the child's body. Yeah. Its eyes began glowing bright red as they grew larger in the monster's gnarled and snarling face. Oh, fucking tell me more. The creature savagely attacked its own mother. Good. Killing her. She deserves it. Then turned its attention to the rest of the horrified onlookers who witnessed its wild transformation. It flew at them, clawing and biting, voicing unearthly shrieks the entire time. It tore the midwife's limb from limb, injuring some and killing others. Good. The monster then knocked down the door to the next room, where its own father and siblings cowered in fear and attacked them all, killing as many as it could. Those who survived to tell the tale then watched in horror as the rotten beasts sprinted to the chimney and flew up it, destroying it on the way and leaving a pile of rubble in its wake. The creature then made its escape into the darkness and desolation of the Pine Barrens, where it has lived ever since. To this day, the creature, known varyingly as the Leeds Devil and the Jersey Devil, claims the Pines as its own and terrorizes any who are unfortunate enough to encounter it. But before it left the house, it came back and was like, Hey, anybody know where the shore is? I gotta... (laughs) Got to go down there, see some boobas. You know what I'm talking about? Damn. Shoot. (laughs) Instantly it knew it was a jersey. (laughs) It was in New Jersey right away. I'm like one of them jersey devils. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Going to get wasted and fist pump the shit out of this fucking force. It's going to be great. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Jersey. (laughs) The jersey boy. We're going to say that's what the movie's about. Now... If you can link it all together, it <laughs> I had way too much. Oh, I had way too much whiskey to that beer. Whew. Oh, nice. I mean, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. So the des- description of this animal is also very similar. What I like to the Leeds family crest. Yeah. Connection. Maybe. Now we're gonna. We've got two different ideas of this demonic idea for sure but now we're just going to talk about more things <laughs> i like talking about more things <laughs> like I, why should hand I? emotions told me everything and mm. you saw it my eyes go oh okay and you're like we're gonna talk about more things more things i have words in my head just too drunk to talk about them that's okay luckily we're not like Speaking to an audience that like can't see what we're doing, right? Yeah, I'm glad it's just you in the room because <laughs> <laughs> this could be real bad. <laughs> so we're gonna fast forward a little bit. Well, not too far. The 18th and 19th centuries. Okay. Because between then, the 17. What I say, 1735. Yeah, 17. That's 18th century, right? I mean, yeah, that's the the beginning of the 18th century. Is yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Is when you say the century, it's technically. 
I mean, it wouldn't be the seven. It would be the seventeen hundreds. The is the eighteenth century. century. Got so. it. Okay. So between those two hundred years, the eighteenth century and the nineteenth centuries, the Jersey, Jer- the Dirty Devil, the Further Devil. Fuck me. The Jersey Devil was spotted sporadically throughout the Pine Barrens region. N- not a whole lot of cases frightening residents and any of those brave enough to traverse the undeveloped area. Again, swampy area. Yeah. So I mean, heavy wooded, like thick. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's already an area that has like a bad omen about it, so there's not going to be a whole bunch of people going. So yeah, that's fair. Unearthly whales were often reported coming from the dark forests, and the slaughter of the domesticated animals would always be attributed to the Phantom of the Pines. Mm. That's another name used for the Jersey Devil. Yeah. Over the years, the legend of the Leeds Devil grew, occasionally even overstepping the boundaries of its rural pine barrens haunt to terrorize the local towns and cities. So there's some... It's definitely something. Yeah, and it was just like here and there. So I couldn't find anything like specific the next one i'm going to talk about is like the most famous thing that happened yeah before then it was just like talk of town like oh i saw this happen or mm-hmm. my cows were missing or my goats were missing that kind well, of stuff and like that's one thing that's really fun about the jersey devil over a lot of other cryptids that i mean because not every cryptid cr- kills animals right right but the cryptids that are actively like ferocious and like to kill things most of those cryptids like they they kill in clusters, so it's not like oh it's been a hundred years and we're constantly being plagued by all. <laughs> that was a lot of whiskey. Jesus, Regis, you're gonna do great. Dude. Don't worry about. It. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's like most cryptids. It's oh okay, we just like you know El, El Chupacabra, perfect time. Like it was a year time frame where there was all of these livestock kills, and then it was gone. Or. There, and, you know, and there's lots of others that are very similar to where it's like these specific windows where it's like, okay, we just got visited by this creature, and that's why we've been plagued with all of these livestock murders. But whereas with the Jersey Devil, which is what's kind of fun about it being a cryptid, is it's it's not always believed to be some other animal that we haven't discovered yet. It's always been more about like, no, this is like this devil-like impish creature mm-hmm. that... I mean, because it being a devil has eternal life, so it being born here and just slowly feeding throughout these hundreds of years. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. It's just here and there. It's not, boom, oh, this thing has awakened or something. Exactly. It's sporadic. Very sporadic. Mm -hmm. But I said famous, but I'm going to say it's the most infamous of these incidents. Occurred during the week of January 16th through the 23rd. Uh, we have 1909. There it is. So the beginning of the 20th century. Early in the weeks, reports started emerging from across the Delaware Valley, a little north, that strange tracks were being found in the snow. The mysterious footprints went over and under fences, through fields and backyards, and across the rooftops of houses. Hmm. They were even reported in the large cities of Camden and Philadelphia. Panic immediately began to spread in more than one town. Yeah, as it should. Fear and intrigue grew even greater when it was reported that the bloodhounds refused to follow the unidentified creature's trail in Hamilton. Yeah. Schools closed, or they suffered low attendance throughout the lower New Jersey and in Philadelphia. So it's either we closed the school because we were scared, or it's like, oh, shit. Was there like a... Was there like a mass trip people took? (laughs) 
I mean, either way, the schools got closed. <laughs> yeah, n- nobody was going anywhere. Even mills in the Pine Barrens were forced to close when workers refused to leave their homes and travel through the woods Damn to get to their job. They're like, nope, we're not going out. Nice try. Not even trying it. Now, eyewitnesses spotted the beast in Camden and in Bristol, Pennsylvania, and in both cities. Police fired on it, but did not manage to bring it down. <laughs> a few days later, it reappeared in Camden attacking a late-night meeting of a social club and then flying away. Earlier that day, it had appeared in Handen Heights, another city, terrorizing a trolley car full of passengers before flying away. Witnesses claimed that it looked like a large flying kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Another but with tr- devil in its heart. I love that one. <laughs> another trolley car full of people saw it in Burlington when it scurried across the tracks in front of their car. In West Collingswood, it appeared on the roof of a house and was described as an ostrich-like creature. Now, firemen turned their hose upon it, but it attacked them and then flew away. Hmm. The entire week, people reported that their livestock, particularly their chickens, were being slaughtered. This was mostly this was most widespread in the town of Bridgeton and Millville. Now, <laughs> the monster thing reappeared later in the week in Camden, where a local woman found the beast attempting to eat her dog. She hit it with a broomstick, and it flew away. Yeah, she did. I'm surprised it wasn't her purse. The firemen couldn't bring it down with their hose, <laughs> but the damn old lady with a broomstick... Yeah, she's got this thing covered. That's their weakness. <laughs> because of witches and their connections with broomsticks, <laughs> and this thing being created from the devil, and witches are created uh-huh. from the devil, so it's a symbolic thing. It's right. symbolic. Guns? No. <laughs> I mean, that's Fire hoses? men. No. Come on. Haunted w- witches broomsticks? Yes. It's yes. the only way. Broomsticks and silver, my friend. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was infamous. Again, the word we want to use. About a infamous. whole week of just sightings. Because sporadic, here and there. Mm-hmm. Then a week, 1909. And Boom. then pause. So, there's not been another week since then to match the intensity as that January 1909 rampage. Yeah. Well, I mean, it got hit with a broomstick. <laughs> it's not coming back around after that. Come on. Numerous sightings of the Jersey Devil have continued to be reported to this day. So the tale of the devil has spread beyond the Pine Barrens mm-hmm. and has embraced by all of New Jersey, even to the point where it has been largely commercialized. Yeah. The devil right. is portrayed in toys. In t-shirts. I remember playing a Nintendo 64 game that was pretty dope. Yeah. It's been games and movies. Yeah. That's the obvious. Most famously, the devil has lent its name to the New Jersey's NHL hockey team. Yeah. The Jersey Devils. No, I think you got the name wrong. What's the name? Isn't it the Blue Devils? <laughs> the Woodchucks. Uh, <laughs> the New Jersey Woodchucks. <laughs> Named after the Jersey Devil. Yeah, exactly. School, school thought it was inappropriate. <laughs> While some Jerseyans embrace their devil as nothing more than a quaint figment of our collective imagination, a source of unification and pride and a unique and important piece of New Jersey folk culture, others see it as a very a very real creature mm-hmm. and a threat to their safety. Yeah. Still others who have sworn they did not believe in the existence of the Jersey devil have had their minds change after spending just one moonlit night in the Pine Barrens. Yeah, I mean that's one of those where, once again, like I would, I, I am a person that to my heart and soul, I always say 
that I really just want to go spend a night in the woods in some fucked up place. But I just know it's, I mean, like, movies are made for a reason, right? And, like, all of those people die. So, I mean, I really, once again, I need a poster behind me right here that says, I want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there in the Pine Burns, there's, there always seems a ghostly mist drift across the swamps. Mm-hmm. And the unearthly cry of some unseen creature can be heard piercing the stillness of the dark forest. Few disbelievers can be found in this area. Whether it's the deep in the Pine Barrens or deep in our collective unconscious. One thing is certain, the devil still lurks in New Jersey. Yeah, it does. And most likely, always will. (laughs) Oh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to give you a couple stories. Yes, please. Some of those that have witnessed. Yeah. Um, in your stories, is it going to tell descriptions? It might. In sightings? Okay. Possibly. Okay. Por qué? Oh, I'm just making sure. I mean, because as good as ostrich with wings <laughs> and kangaroo with wings sounds, yeah. I mean, there there is more depth to it. So, I mean, but I also want to hear what your descriptions are that you have placed up. So Okay. Let's see what we've got. I've got three. We Ooh. we can try to get through them all. It's bueno, but if we got we need more, we can whatever. <laughs> if we so. need more, too bad. But if not, we that is great. <laughs> this is called driving by the devil in the pale moonlight. Mm. This is this is an experience by Mary Ritzer Christensen. Cool. I don't know if I'm supposed to say her name, but I just fucking did. You did so good job. Or I just could have made it up. I mean. Possible, or but it could be just some name that I have tattooed on my if she, arm. Legitimately, if she wanted, if she wanted her name hidden, she wouldn't have she written something. her name. So you're good. All right, she says, "This has haunted me since it happened in 1972. Mm. I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world, I thought I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery." Humbuggery. Same thing. Humburgery. Like burgers? Like hum- <laughs> hamburgers? Humburglery. One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were few houses and there was hardly any development. I went way too far down. That's, what she That's said. not part of the story. <laughs> I just scrolled too far. That's okay. (laughs) There are a few houses, and there were hardly any development. That's where I left off. Yes, new developments. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse. That's a lie. Right off the bat. (laughs) I don't believe that. (laughs) You said you were in high school? Okay, come on. No, she was in college. Oh, yeah. She was a senior at Glassboro State College. Yeah. (laughs) Hard to believe. I was completely sober and awake, I promise. Uh, I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rear view mirror. Curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but moonlit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood taller than a man by far and had thick haunches like a goat's, supporting its nearly human light human-looking torso, and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by me being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to the mansion park 
apartments in the borough. So petrified was I, well, so petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out in the same darkness that had introduced me to the Jersey Devil. Never mm. again from that day on have I ridden on Green Tree Road, day or night, that I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about the winter night so long ago. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's a super common theme, which one thing that's super cool about the Jersey Devil is the sightings are as common and as very well detailed as, like, Bigfoot sightings are. <clears throat> I mean, Bigfoot sightings are all over the nation, and, I mean, similar creatures are all over the world, but with the Jersey Devil, like, it's the sightings. If you drive this road at a certain time of night, like, it's... Almost everybody sees something. You're going to see it. That one's like a warm-up. Now I'm going to talk about don't ever camps in the Pine Barrens alone. Don't ever camps in the Pine Barrens alone. Yeah. I mean, I like it. This is by Keith. Hey, Keith. Keith says, I spent a lot of time in the Pine Barrens when I was growing up in New Jersey and had my share of strange experiences. When I was about 13, I went camping alone near Hampton Furnace. Where the fuck is his parents? Like... Thirteen camping alone. Yeah, that's pretty. It's New Jersey. They're probably out on the shore, man. I had a bow with me and went looking for a rabbit dinner about an hour before sundown. Something started following me back in the trees. It tailed me back to my camp and circled while I cooked my dinner. This kept up until about two hours after dark. And let me tell you, it was one dark night. I finally decided that my visitor had moved on and crawled into my tent. When I just started to calm down, I heard a foot stomp down right behind the tent. Mm, What type of foot was it? (laughs) I got all set to jump out when this thing, whatever it was, started screaming. I would compare the volume of the scream to a large truck's horn. I couldn't decide what to do. I had my bow and knife, but they didn't seem like much. After several blasts, it, it just stopped. I didn't hear a sound except my heart for about an hour. Then I got out of my tent and realized I had accidentally pitched camp on the road, <laughs> and this diesel truck was just like fucking get, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> it was dark; you couldn't see shit. It was really hard to tell. I found a nice flat area. <laughs> I was sure that if I stuck my head out of the tent, I'd lose it. In the morning, I could find no tracks in the pine needles. Hmm. To this day, I still don't like sleeping in tents. I'd rather take my chances in the open. Nice. I like that. It's good stuff. Now this last one. It's called The Devil on Route 9. There you go. By Sunny Z. (sighs) Let me tell you of a sighting of the Jersey Devil. Yes, please. I was driving up Route 9 in Bayville at around 10 p.m. There were two cars in front of me, and we were traveling about 35 miles an hour. To the right of Route 9 is a mini-mall-type building with woods behind it. To the right is all woods. Suddenly, I saw this big thing running across Route 9. It looked like one of the classic pictures of the Jersey Devil. It had no tail, no fur, its ribs showed, and it had a long, odd head with short ears that laid flat. It looked almost 10 feet tall. I noticed it because the first car stepped on its brakes, as did the second car. When I looked ahead, I saw this thing galloping across Route 9 and straight into the woods. I was not really scared of it because it did not register yet. 
I stopped to mail something in the mailbox about 300 feet from the main road, and I saw a child's shirt, shorts, and one sneaker laying on the ground. I, ra- I mailed my letter, ran into my car, and laid rubber all the way home. I was certain that I had seen the Jersey, Jersey Devil, but no one believes me. They say it was a deer. I've never seen a deer that big, that fast, or that weird looking in my life. What is creepy is that the other two people driving in front of me stepped on their brakes, so they must have seen it too. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. A lot of them very similar. Driving on the road, we're walking through, getting ready to camp. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, very uh, all similar sightings, all similar descriptions. Something deer-like, hooved feet. Yeah. Um, leathery wing, like bat wings. Yeah. A uh, one description that I remember reading was a dog's head with a horse's face. Yeah. See, and so I was about to say most of the descriptions I saw were like it was almost like a horse-like head with, but then it had like goat horns. <laughs> a, a human-esque body that was still almost like a wendigo like very starved looking mm-hmm. with, with like longer than normal hand claw type things bat wings and then not always goat legs but like yeah like even this, the description it's very thick haunches that has fur and not always looking like it, like it's feet mm-hmm. it's looking more like it's a hooved type creature yeah mm-hmm. very creepy yeah, I like that this one is very region specific. Yeah, I like, th- and I feel like the region specific ones sometimes hold more credence. Yep, because every what I like, everyone believes in the area. Mm-hmm. Like no one is a disbeliever. Everyone's like, no, you don't fucking go in this area at night. You don't. Yeah, you'll hear it and then you'll believe me. Yeah, it's just gnarly. Which is why I want to go do it. <laughs> You're nuts, man. You're and I know nuts. New Jersey also has a Jersey Devil Museum. So once again, anytime like something is big enough to where they make an o- their own museum for it, we got to add it to our corkboard pit stop on the map. <laughs> we have to go to the east side for a couple of things so we could stop that. We can put it in there. Yeah. That's, I'm down, man. I'm not staying overnight in the woods, though. Yes, you are, Regis. I agreed to the whatever the <laughs> fucking last thing was. The fucking... I can't remember. The, it was Mothman. <laughs> I agreed to go to the Mothman and be out night and fucking... Okay. Uh, you can't... Yeah, I, I don't know about this one. The thing is, you agreed to the Mothman because there hasn't been any sightings since the 80s. Okay? <laughs> we need to go camp out here because there's been sightings as in uh, as of like two months ago. <laughs> You check check on it. We can come back to it. We'll see. I'll call one of the tour guides there. I'm like, hey, is the Jersey Devil currently active, or like it's a volcano? <laughs> Do like we need to? Is there like a tour? Do we need to make a reservation to meet with Mister Devil or Mister Jersey? Sorry, I'm not sure. I should say, when the time comes that we actually head over to the east side for these things, yeah, let's bring up this about spending the night Ugh. outside, mm. and then ask me then. Dude. I'm the one that's pushing the point, but I know that if as soon as we start driving through there, I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not bring, getting out. We didn't bring enough alcohol for me to exit this vehicle. So. <laughs> yeah. Cool I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, so good luck sleeping yes. at night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, good thing we don't live in Jersey, though, actually, so never yeah. mind. Sleep away, motherfuckers. We will be fine. People in New Jersey, however. Good luck. Yeah. 
They are probably already dealt with this. You're fine. So never mind. You're if, fine. If you're camping in those woods. You're a crazy person. Yeah. You One, have I big envy nuts. You to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what we know. And we're going to talk about a little bit some theories of, of this thing. Because okay. now that we know things, yeah. now we can speculate things. I mean, knowledge, boom. Knowing is half the power, half the battle. G.I. Joe? <laughs> yes. Number one, which we started off with. The Jersey Devil is actually Titan lead. Oh, or leads. Okay. So not only was it just a friendly joke made by Benjamin Franklin, it, turned, it actually was true. And with the separation of Leeds and the people of the area, it led to Titan Leeds just haunting the area, thinking okay. it was his. Because Leeds Point was more or less handed down. Yeah. Therefore, we felt like it was his. Uh, yeah. He turned into a devil person and haunted them. Okay. Possibly. Um, theory number two is the Jersey Devil is actually an unknown species. Something similar yeah. to Bigfoot. Shy creature lives in heavily wooded areas. Yeah. Just as Bigfoot hides from humans and it follows people out of curiosity mm -hmm. but stays in the woods to be unseen it's fair it's fair kind of yeah and i mean then that follows the the definition of a cryptid mm -hmm. so that's fair i like it theory number three is that the jersey devil is the child of mother leads that it actually was the 13th child that she asked for, let mm. this be a devil. Sure enough. Yeah. Because when they're in the womb, they're in that that cross phase. Part yeah. of their soul is still in the heavens or the hills. I mean, yeah, whatever you want to believe in. But yes. Following yeah, that idea. Whatever is currently forming in their body at a certain point, It's not. it doesn't have a spirit or a life inside of it yet. Right. So, yeah. Therefore, she wished... Which came true. Yeah. She flicked the penny. And God was up there being well. like, oh, damn. Hey, devil, we got uh, Once every 13 years, you're allowed to take the 13th child from somebody. So she even asked for it. So it's, it's yours, man. It's yours, man. <laughs> That's theory number three. But the baby has to be born at 3 a.m. or 12 p.m. So just how <laughs> <laughs> And theory number four isn't a traditional theory number four. Mm -hmm. But more of a joke that keeps on giving. Ooh, I like that. Going back to Ben Franklin, it was so famous, the whole town got on board. They just kept it rolling. It was told from generation to generation. It got twisted into this crazy thing. And all was lost until it re kind of resurfaced back in 1909 with mm -hmm. all of these sightings. And they're like, they carried on with this funny joke. Yeah. And that's, it's so much of uh, all of us crazy idea that people are throwing in so any noises any sightings anything yeah. that they can't explain I'm sure this goes back to ben yeah, franklin's yeah. joke well i'm sure that the the senators and governors and mayors of new jersey have a very silent pact that as it passes on they go okay yeah and if anybody asks about the jersey devil you're not about to ask but we do have a very loud noise generator in the middle of the pines <laughs> <laughs> that makes this unearthly diesel horn scream uh, and yeah, you just gotta roll with it because it 
tourists, man. Mm. Brings in that moolah. <laughs> That's exactly what Theory 4 is all about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's what I bring to the table, man. Hmm. I like it. I like all four of them, to be honest. Fun, aren't they? I really do. Yeah. This whole topic is more just spooky, scary. Each each yeah. theory is is different directions, kind of. Yeah, none but of them follow the exact same suit. It's just fun, but that's good. That's good. I mean, because that's what's kind of hard with some of the theories is when all four of them are like, oh, like, oh, they're just on a fence. Or like we've talked about, like where some of them are so easy, you're like, oh, this is going to be a combination of one, two. I mean, this one, that's like, okay, they're all, they've each got their own realm on this one. So that's cool. All right, man. Let me ask you, (sighs) is the Jersey Devil actually Titan Leeds? Hmm. gonna say no on this one i i do like the correlation of that um and i mean and if there is something devil devilish and wicked about this beast i feel like we would have heard more about that so for it to be either like a like a demon or devil or like this angered spirit Mm -hmm. i feel like there would be more about that so, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Fair enough. If if there were more descriptions of like more of like you know, like, and we talked about the connections of the Wavern, and how that connect. If I feel like more of the Jersey Devil's descriptions were dragon esque, and maybe for some reason his spirit took the form of a devil after it passed for some reason, and so it was like this devil dragon form, maybe. But like this devil goat bat human. <laughs> goat thing yeah mm. not so much maybe not I, i'm gonna say no on that one. yeah it's not my favorite either it's fun but i i don't believe that's just what good really timing is. good yep. timing yep <laughs> okay theory number dos that's two no oh. espanol i was really confused <laughs> i was like you asked me to just go take a poop <laughs> the jersey devil is an unknown species Yes. <gasps> I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm 100% on that one. You think it's just another creature that we haven't been able to determine exactly the where it came from? Yes. I think that, to I be like, fair. I, like I mean, that. And I think that, as is with most cryptids, whenever there is this hype about this type of cryptid, people will see what they want to see when they're seeing certain creatures. And whether it's they're seeing a different creature and it's just they have this description in their mind. And, you know, like the deer one. Uh, oh, I've never seen a 10-foot-tall deer before that walked on its hind legs and wings. Okay, it's not a fucking deer. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe it's something that is walking around on its hind legs and has wings and maybe, like, short, stubby arms that can stretch out weird. And I mean, I mean, who knows? And being... Most of the sighting is being dark, like yeah, at night. It's, it's, it's always hard, dark. It's hard to really determine exactly what they're seeing. So, mm-hmm. so that's where it's like I don't. If the Jersey Devil is just a, a cryptid, it's just a creature, we haven't been able to pinpoint its exact existence and it's what it actually looks like. Then that's when I would say, okay, I think it's just dark. 
People are already scared. They're already going. Like, that's my problem. If I went there and I did see the Jersey Devil, I'm not a credible witness. Because <laughs> I already 100% have a description in my mind that I'm looking out for. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, duh, 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 duh. that tree branch looked like, you know what I mean? Like, I saw it. I saw it. That it jutted from the tree like a goat man wing bat person. It was crazy. <laughs> it also kind of looked like a deer, but... Or a tree branch, but I'm pretty sure. Nevertheless, it was, <laughs> it was the Jersey Devil. Yeah. So I think that's the only issue with that is it's just, I mean, maybe it's just another nocturnal creature we haven't understood quite yet. That I like it is a, you know, and it, it, you know, the Jersey Devil itself always kind of comes out as it's one being. It's never. I saw a flock of Jersey Devils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's you know, and so I, that's. That's one of the things that makes it harder with certain cryptids is when you don't see more than one or you don't see multiple sightings yes. per day. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, maybe it's just a very, very secluded breed of creature that is also going extinct. Which is why you never Respect. shoot at a cryptid, man. Never shoot. Never they, shoot at a cryptid. It doesn't work. You never know. The police tried and yeah. the firemen. Yeah. Didn't work. Didn't work. And right. you never know if you might actually kill a cryptid. And, like, fuck you then, right, bro? <laughs> Come on. What do you got against them? Yeah. But what do, you, what do you think? No, I don't think it's an unknown species. Okay. I don't. That's fair. I think because it's only regional. Like, if, if there were other sightings in the Carolinas. Okay. Uh, more on the East Coast in more of the Appalachians. Mm-hmm. Then I would say I mean, maybe. the forest does travel pretty far throughout mm-hmm. that area. But with it just specific to the Pines Barrens or whatever the fuck this area is, mm-hmm. eh. Yeah. And like that, yeah, that's definitely one of the things is it, it makes it easier to believe because it's such a local creature and there's so many sightings. But at the same time, staying in one specific place no matter what is not what nature does. If it is a cryptid, it's going to travel. It's got some yeah. type of migration, something. Yeah. It's, it, I, yeah, I don't know. So That's fair. Know. The other one that we're going to go to, theory number three, do you believe that the Jersey Devil is the child of Mother Lead? I mean, so, so this is the hard part, because I feel like that's the story I want to believe in the most, even over the normal cryptid stuff. But it just falls under the same issue that you and I have over and over again with a lot of different topics is in order to believe in this theory, that means we have to believe in a heaven and a hell and angels and demons type of situation. Yes. Which is which is hard for me to specifically say. Mm, I want to say yes. You want to. But you're not going to. <laughs> well, I mean, I just did. <laughs> I so, want to say yes, and I won't say the word that has two letters. One of them is an N, the other one's an O. <laughs> <laughs> so like a... <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I love that version of the story the most. God. That is one of the best origin stories of a cryptid and, and early age folklore. And to be honest, one of the best American folklore stories that has ever started here. It's the scariest that I've ever read. And yeah, and it's like it's I just I appreciate it for what it is. Okay. But okay. <laughs> I get it. 
It's really good. Yes. Just so good. <laughs> but no. And I mean, I want to say yes. But. Now, theory number four. Okay. Just a joke that keeps on giving. And as much as I hate that one. <laughs> that's why I kind of put it on number four. You can't say no either. Because yeah. the th- first three are, they're similar in a way that you've got to believe in. In order to believe in one, something you have to else. believe in something else further. Yeah. Right. But this one is just on its own. Therefore, it's on its own on theory number four. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the one that I hate. It's that's I mean, that's the biggest problem about any cryptid is there's just there's so much that can be gained, especially for a small town. There's so much that can be gained out of having something creepy and cool and funny and crazy that's also rich in history. Like kind of like Area 51. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. Like, let's be honest. If they were hiding aliens there, they wouldn't still be hiding aliens there. Because everybody knows about it now. And everyone you know would like, make up some day to go there and try to raid it. And like, like we're going to eh? free the aliens. And, and come on. And all you're going to find is a bunch of angry Americans with guns. Like, that's <laughs> that's not good. That's not what we're looking for. Um, <laughs> but, hey, that's, that's an even better idea. Let's storm the pines. The Jersey Devil can't hide from all of us. And let's, he can't take us all on. Let's just get, like... A thousand of us holding arms, like you know, just Lincoln arms, like you know, uh, what's the hands across America with, <laughs> with headlamps? Yes, exactly. We'll just, we'll just walk all together as a group. And as, if people start slowly peeling off, then we know, okay, guys, let's reverse. There's a back. problem. <laughs> let's reverse. Get out of these. <laughs> Go back to our also our li- a chain of cars waiting for us. There's a whole bunch of Ubers in these woods. And. But I mean, I think that'd be we would have a better chance of trying to storm the Jersey Forest. There's no fences there. Yeah, come on, it's not government property. Trees. That's a lot of that's natural fences. <laughs> trees are natural fence. <laughs> <laughs> we should write an ad for trees. <laughs> Nature's fence. <laughs> don't uh. want don't want barbed wire mucking up your property. Just plant some trees. Too close to each other. So do you believe? <laughs> no, I don't. But I mean, I can't say. N- okay. But I. It's also logical enough that it's believable. Like that makes sense. So like it's a a half no. <sighs> Unfortunately, I believe in theory four more than I do in theory number three. Uh, I feel like because I'm the same way. Yeah. Like uh, I believe that, and it makes me like Ben Franklin more. <laughs> like, oh, cool. He was kind of like this. He- he had this roundabout way of humor. Yeah, and it's like we already know that Benjamin Franklin loved being naked, he loved smoking weed, and he loved taking opium. So th- this is totally in his realm to make up this shit, yep. especially if it's about a conversation he wrote down in a pamphlet about a failed friendship. So, I mean, who knows where Mr. B. Franklin's going. So, <laughs> <laughs> like it a lot. Cool. Well, good job, man. You did great. Thank you, sir. I liked it. That was a fun one. It was a lot of fun to read. It's a lot of fun to get into. Because yeah. I'm gonna tell you this: before, I had no clue that this existed. The Jersey Devil, really? Zero. Holy I had shit, no idea. Fuck you. I had. N- oh. Yeah. I had mm. no idea that this was a thing. This was one of the first cryptids I ever learned about. Really? It was, it was honestly probably like, you know, pr- tip, you know, which is a very similar trend. I'm sure it's just like, oh, Bigfoot, you know, the, the Nessie. You know, maybe ghosts or aliens, if you believe in those, is to be cryptids. 
and then like Jersey Devil. Like it's top huh. five, one of the first things I ever learned. As did a kid. you? Did I school you on anything? Yes. No. Uh, more of the history on the Leeds family specifically. Cool. Was very very new. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm I glad that. I brought something to the table. Damn straight, man. Good job. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to Scapegoats. Gracias. Uh, once again, we want to ask you, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the podcast it's wherever easy. you listen to it. It's as easy as clicking a button, because that's literally what it is. <laughs> the other part, not as easy, but we would appreciate it even more so. Please yes. give us a five-star rating, because it's as easy as clicking a button. <laughs> oh, shit, wait. Yeah, you might as well subscribe and five-star rate us just because you love us and because <laughs> you're a nice person, right? Yes. Yeah, so thank you very much. Uh, we also want to thank our wives for letting us come out. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. We're about to finish this recording, go smash a whole bunch of keyboards, and then come back and record another episode. That's how great our wives are. <laughs> <laughs> I went upstairs before we started recording this, and I was like, hey, Vanessa, are you okay if we park the cars out on the street? And after Regis and I get drunk, we just go smash keyboards. She's like, yeah, sure, do whatever you want. I was like, wow. Oh, my sister-in-law, Lucina, was like, that feels like a trap. And I was like, no, she just loves me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Um, Also, thank you to all of our goats, international goats. We've gotten a huge spike in listeners in Canada. So, hey. Thanks, Canadians. All our Canuckian goats. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, especially our patron goats. They're awesome. They have signed Most up. Most especially. Yes. They've signed up on all of our great tiers, especially our level 9,000 Ultra Mega Goat, Lucina. <laughs> she has to say her last name. Jan Denson. That was good. So I've written three other episodes after this episode here, uh-huh. and I've made sure to write in the fake last name I've pretended to write up yeah but this one caught me off guard <laughs> but i mean that's that's totally a name i like the singing more premeditated yeah it was it felt good it was a good little mix-up i tried yeah. to counteract but anyways if you want to be awesome and cool like they are go to patreon.com slash scapegoats pod and sign up to become a patron today daddy needs a new boat oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you lead with that like 20 episodes ago? We'd have way more oh, patrons. <laughs> Just came to me. If they were like, whoa, he's saving up money for a boat. I mean, we should all help him then, right? <laughs> Anybody and everybody is welcome. Oh, that's funny. And at Patreon as well, you have access to getting all of our merchandise through the tiers. But you can also go to www.scapegoatspod.wix.com slash scapegoats. Mm-hmm. And all of our merchandise is available as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we got hats, shirts, mm-hmm. stickers, mm-hmm. and no joke. This week alone, I've literally had three people ask, "How do I get a scapegoat's mug?" So I really, I mean, if four more people ask, we will order all of them. Yeah, I mean, come on. And I mean, maybe I just need more feedback from you guys. Do you want like a legit mug, or do you want like a traveler mug, like almost like a traveler tumbler thing? Okay. Because I have both of those in my house. Mm-hmm. I can post pictures of both of them, and I just need feedback to make sure Which one? whichever one we put an order of will be the one that more people would buy. Be the winners. So if that's something you guys want, let us know. You can email us. You can Facebook us. You can Instagram us. You can tweet at us. 
You probably shout it out your door, and we'll probably hear you. If you yell it loud enough, yeah. I'm, I'm, whoa. Right now, just barely. My ear tingled. My dog has really good ears. <laughs> He's half wolf. He so can't speak well to me, though. So he can hear you. He'd be like, Does, what was that, boy? <laughs> Somebody wants a tumbler mug? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. It'll be good. Awesome. Uh, so, Regis, it's really sad. So, yes, I just barely let Leak loose. We're recording two episodes tonight. Right. Episode coming out next week. Yep. Week after that, we're doing all of our Halloween today. Oh. This, is our, this is like our Halloween night. Oh. Oh. And it's because... You are planning on getting tuberculosis and burying yourself in a coffin to be reanimated as a vampire. We we touched base on you getting the implants last yes. week. Um, but, I mean, the tuberculosis coffin burying, that's a mm-hmm. big step. It is. So so my, my daughter asked me, it was a couple months ago, she asked me, you know, what what would you do or what would we do if we were vampires? I said, well, let's find out. <laughs> so we started this process, and actually, on our way to Lagoon, I think, I don't know if we already brought it up in the episode or not, she asked me again, she's like, Dad, what? how would we do this if you were a vampire? Yeah. So again, I said, well, we'll find out soon. I said, well, I would. I hope that we can move near a farm. She's like, why would you do that? I said, so I'd always have cows to suck their blood. And she said, Dad, <laughs> vampires don't suck blood. So what do you, th- what do you think they do? She's like, well, they just, they come out at night and they sleep during the day. <laughs> oh, you uh, sweet thing. Sweet, beautiful minds. I am going to blow your brain apart. You're the <laughs> first one to go. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So, yeah, my daughter's that's my a, idea. My daughter's at least seen Hotel Transylvania. And in that, they're like, no, I drink blood substitute, human blood, so blah, blah, blah. You know? <laughs> but it's like, yeah. yeah, that's what vampires do. I'm totally excited for you. I've tasted blood several times. Not for me, but you know. Not from you? Not for me. Oh, it, blood is not for you. No, it's not my it's not my bag, baby. It's not, not my blood bag, baby. I I'm thinking I'll do the same thing what I did in it, mix it with some Canadian whiskey. Yeah. I mean of course. Fine. I'll I'll drink that cocktail. I'll visit you every once in a while, just hide your kids. It'll be <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife, because I'm a vampire and I'm sucking everybody's blood up in you. <laughs> Deal. Alright, man, anything else? I had something else. Um it had to do with something. No, it didn't. But I don't know. That's okay. I already told you that I'm eating a lot of cheese and I'm farting a lot, right? Yep. It's still exactly. happening. That's Good. all. Good. Keep working on that, man. Thank you. Till next time, don't be a sheep. Be a goat.